I was looking around for Cole, but he ain't here. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Barto Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I am today am your host, Jason. I'm here with intern Wes, and we got a special guest in the studio. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Thanks for having me. I'm Nathan Register. I'm a senior at Bartow High School, and I'm glad Jason had me on today. You, For some reason, I was thinking you graduated already. Nope, in May. In May. So this is your senior year. Okay. Yes, sir. So Cole's not with us today. Um, nope. Cole is 13-year-old boy, so you can imagine what school. You've still got to make sure you're taking care of your responsibilities and doing your homework and acting right in class. So, yeah, he's not with us today. and He's doing some homework, but um, thank you for being with us. And uh, this is the Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you here, Nathan, is ever since I've known you, you've had this interest in politics. And it's, it's kind of a, a running joke around the community, like people that know you. Oh, there's the next president. There's the, or like you said, the mayor, you know. So one of the things I wanted to get you on is because you've been following the show. I know that. Yes, sir. You, you've been listening to us and supporting us. So one, we appreciate you. Absolutely. Number one and foremost, I feel like without asking you directly, you've listened to the podcasts. Like you know what's going on. You know what we're doing. You understand the vision and all that stuff. So I wanted to have you on because you are the type of individual that what we announced on the last podcast that we're trying to reach. And if we would have reached you as a freshman, you know, how much of a difference maybe could we have made in where you're at now as a senior? So I want you to touch on that a little bit. And I just want to get your take on what we're doing, what we're trying to do for the community and what your goals and aspirations are as we move forward. Because I understand, without a doubt, everybody knows you. You have an interest in politics. But I just learned that to start that kind of career, you're looking at local government. So go ahead and tell everybody what your kind of dream is on a five-year plan, you know, long-term with politics. And then, and then we'll get going into some more questions with you. No, you're right. I've followed what y'all have done, and you've done a great job. It's good to see some form of reporting going on within our community as Bartow. We don't really hear a whole lot of what goes on, so it's been nice to have that news feed come in, and y'all done a really good job with that. Um, for me, you're right. I do want to run, starting at the city level, cities where things start, and I think that I have learned a lot here at the city level and learned how to be a leader in the community, um, starting from school and uh, Bartow Baseball. I've volunteered down there for six years before joining their board of directors. That's just kind of where I've done things, and I started at the city level, and so my passion's with my community, and I know that that's where I want to start to launch my political career. And, yes, city commission's where I will start with that. I really love Bartow and the closeness that it has and the ability to just know everyone around here. You get to know people, even though you might not know them enough to you know, talk to them on the phone or anything, but you know them enough that if you see them in the store, you can say, hey, and you guys can have a conversation, and it's nice to have that small-town feel. And so that's part of my passion for Bartow and why I want to run for that. I've taken that to school. I've taken that to leadership positions there, and I love that. So I look forward to furthering that when I do run for local office and then whatever comes next after that. Well, that is awesome. And 
that is something that has been um, passionate of mine is to get people involved, right? We all know that local elections don't have a lot of participation. And I'm not just talking about Bartow. I'm talking about, I'm sure, in Lakeland, Winter Haven, Lakewell. Like, it's the same thing everywhere. And then not even that, but getting into the county positions, um, you know, I looked up a couple of weeks ago who the county commissioners were, and I know two of the names just because of the names, you know, or maybe family of the name. But I don't know what anybody represents or stands for or anything like that. One of the questions I have for you, Nathan, is ever since anybody that's listening to this show, you know, that knows you has always seen this in you. So where does that come from? Because I know your parents from school and like, where does that that um, outside of just being a leader and that type of thing, what is the drive to get into politics? Everyone has their niche that they find that something they're good at and something they enjoy. And politics was that for me. Um, the first time I dove into an election and learned about it was in kindergarten during the Obama McCain oh, years. Oh, we're not just going to slide past <laughs> kindergarten. Like kindergarten. Like I believe that because it, like I, I, I remember you at the ball fields, just little guy. So I believe what you're saying, but kindergarten is yes, where sir. it started. I was worried about macaroni art in kindergarten. <laughs> kindergarten. Okay, go ahead. I'm so listening. That, that was the McCain and Obama election year. And we did a mock election in class between the elephant and the donkey. But then we looked at my mom and I, we looked at home and we did a, um, a research project on it and kind of looked into both candidates and who I aligned with. And I happened to pick the elephant then and I've stuck with the elephant ever since. I'm still very dedicated to the party and working for those conservative values that we push for in election cycles every two years. So let's touch on that a little bit. One of the things when you talk about the two parties, what is the biggest difference that you see between the two parties? And I'm asking that not as just trying to get information out of you, but as in a 43 year old adult, like <laughs> I know what the difference is like in, in my terminology, but I would love to hear it from you. I think a the biggest difference I can see is individual liberty versus the whole society and small government versus big government. Okay. Um, Republicans do believe you have certain rights that are your rights as an individual and that, yes, sometimes they aren't always convenient, but rights aren't supposed to be convenient. Rights are supposed to be something you're born with, you've got, and that we have to fight to protect. And then small government, we can't have this massive government that's constantly telling people how to live their lives. It's time for a government that steps back and lets people do what's best. And yes, of course, they need to oversee what we do, but they don't need to control our day-to-day -day life. Government needs to be small and in the background more than it is up front and ahead of us all. Very good answer right there by a young man. Um, so I'm going to go on that with, because you're young and Views change as you get older and, and stuff like that. Um, what is one of the reasons why you want to run for local government first? Because in my mind, okay, just in my mind, you're too good for local government. Like we need your type of men. And I say that because some listeners that are listening may not know you and, and they're going to look you up and stuff like that. But ever since I've known you, and, and Wes is a good example here. He just met you for the first time. He's an intern, Wes. 
he helps us with this this program and this show would not be what it is without intern west as far as the barter jacket breakdown podcast i'm gonna be totally honest with you okay but for somebody just meeting you they may not know what i'm about to say but one of the things that i've loved about you following you is even though that you have this conservative republican stand you know that's that's what your everything leans towards you're very open and you're very you listen and you don't tell people they're wrong and i've watched without you even knowing for a while now how you interact with people and how you respond and like you're one of the you're one of the people that will always say happy birthday to people and like you do things that are just it's from your heart okay so that's a big thing for me but I love the fact that you don't tell people that you're wrong. So people can agree or disagree with you, but you don't hold it against them. You, and, and I think that we all can agree that's a problem in our country. Yeah. Like people want, they're so tribal. They want to take a side. I'm riding for this. I'm riding for my Gators. They're better than the Seminoles. And it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Who Seminoles the are definitely better than the Gators. <laughs> 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 and uh he'll be he'll <laughs> that's the end of the show everybody so thank you for coming out Nathan. <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding we're not gonna do that to you um you, you can like the seminals but you have always just kind of just been this neutral entity party or whatever that i love that i gravitate towards so talk on that a little bit on what you've seen over the last couple of years, not our city, but nationwide. I think we forgot that politics is about people. Yes, it's about the parties. And yes, the parties have a huge role they play in politics, but it's about people. And we forgot that. So it's important that we bring that back to politics. That yes, we can disagree and we don't have to see eye to eye, but we don't have to hold it against each other personally. We can disagree publicly, we can disagree about an issue, but at the same time still be friends and still be cordial outside of that. I have a couple of friends who are liberal-leaning, who we don't really agree on a whole bunch of anything, and we'll argue for an hour, and we might not come out on the same side, but we've learned why each other think the way we do and what, what process we go through to get to our conclusions, even though we are completely on the opposite end, we understand why we think that. And I think that's something we've lost we've lost that open dialogue it's i'm a republican i believe this i'm a democrat i believe this and that's the end of discussion and we've lost that let's have a conversation and that's kind of what i think we need to bring back to not just national but local and state politics too do you have anything you want to chime in before i just keep going no not at the moment all right so one of the things i want to ask you is i look at things a lot like you're looking at it i look at things like there's no right answer. Okay, so one of the things I put up on social media a couple of weeks ago that you may have seen was the minimum wage thing. There's no right answer. There were ton like and before I did it, I was like, okay, I did it at night. I made the post at night because I knew people would see it that night and then see it in the morning. And I said, do your research and let's have a discussion tomorrow. <laughs> I was shocked at the amount of people that interacted with that post from Bartow. It was refreshing. 
I've seen a lot of people that actually did some research who had legitimate concerns, legitimate takes. They posted things that they did some research on and has statistics. Nobody said they were right or wrong or anybody. There was no arguing. There was none of that. Do you think that those like you getting into politics? Do you think we can change that? That we can start having some real conversations? Because to me, and, and Wes, I want you to jump in here. To me, there's not one topic that you could bring up today. And, and I challenge you to do it that I will look at and take a hard stance on. So like a little, a little thing is abortion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody in here may have an, a, 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 you know, a point on it, but at the end of the day, nobody's wrong. There's really not a right answer for that topic. Because you could be women's rights and there's a woman's body. She chooses what she wants. Then you could be the other side of, no, the baby is at this age. It's, it's At the end of the day, there's really not a right answer. So we have to understand where each other are coming from and be able to just talk it out. I feel that every single topic that's a, you know, a big topic button if we just talk about it and understand each other, we can fix it and we can come to some type of agreement, you know, but it doesn't seem like that happens now. So what is your take on? I think there's two ways we bring that back or at least emphasize it a little more. It's conversations like this where we just have an open dialogue. We aren't afraid of who's going to attack us. We just talk and respect. This is the second thing I think you've got to bring that respect factor back to politics where no, we might not agree on every issue and even the hot button issues that do tend to get a little emotional for some people, we don't have to agree, but we can respect each other and respect that we have different opinions. And that's something we're lacking in politics a lot right now. So when you just hit, you hit a keyword there, emotions, that is very hard for people to do. Okay. It's very hard for people to, even I deal with this with my wife. It's very hard to take your emotion out of it and just make a decision based on what's right for the most amount of people. But that's what politics is, right? Like any topic, like I, that's why I say I challenge you if you if you can think of something. Any topic that I could think of, there's no right answer. I see things and I, I try to align myself with people that I think, you know, agree or not agree, but look at things kind of the same way. Like I tell my kids, if you can't argue the other side, stop. I don't want to hear your opinion. You can have an opinion, right? And I'm going to listen to it and respect it. But you better be able to argue it and then argue the other side. So I think that's what's missing in politics. You know, and I I see a young, vibrant energy that wants to come up in politics. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what I would love to see your generation understand the faults of my generation and the generations before me and be able to come to the table bipartisan or whatever those terminology is. Is that right? Yeah. And, and just say, Hey, I know we look at things differently here, but how do we come to an agreement 
that's going to benefit the most amount of people and move our country forward. And that's what I see in you. So I'm glad you're on today. And, and I love what you're doing. Wes, you got, you got a question for him? No, I just wanted to add, uh, obviously, you're still at Bartow High School as a senior. Um, are there any courses and or classes there that teaches you kind of about the political system and all? We had um, an AP government and politics class okay. uh, that's not on campus anymore. It's an online class, but we're looking at bringing it back. And you are required to take uh, a government and econ to graduate. That's a graduation requirement. So most seniors took it. I took it my freshman year, but usually that's a senior course. So that's a course that kind of teaches you a little bit about it. I'd like to see more of it. I think civic engagement is something we don't teach, and it definitely needs to be part of the curriculum. We do have two clubs this year now. I started one with a friend of mine my freshman year. It's the Teenage Republicans Club. And then they've got a coalition of young progressives. And my, one of my friends, he's their chairman or leader and founder. They're both good at engaging students. It's hard to get students to get engaged because on my side of the aisle particularly, they're kind of more quiet and to themselves and they don't want to talk about it out loud to people. Uh, and then the other side of the aisle tends to be more the activist type. They don't necessarily want to discuss politics. They want to go make a sign and do a protest. They want to, which is fine. That's each their own. That's just the two differences in the types of thinking that we have at the high school when you really paint it with a broad brush, those are the two kinds of categories we find at the high school. So it's hard to get young people involved. And then you run into the problem of, can we vote? Most of the people at high school can't. So when I was 15, that was the first time I volunteered on a campaign. No, I couldn't vote, but I still knocked on doors. I still made phone calls and met with people and did things. But not everybody sees it that way. They're like, oh, I can't vote, so why do I care? And we can't think that way because even though, no, we can't vote, the school board members and the representatives at the state level affect us in school on a day-to-day basis. And we see that, and we don't even know that. Testing is a prime example of that. The state level has taken and done things with the testing system, and whether you agree with them or not, that's up to you, but they affect high schoolers and elementary schoolers and middle schoolers every day. So that's something I think we as students need to think about, is what, how they affect us. No, we can't vote, but they still affect us on a day-to-day basis. Who, whose campaign were you um, part of? The first one was for Jennifer Spath. She ran for state house seat 39. And since then, I have worked. Did she win? She did not. She did not win? No, okay. it was a primary race. We lost that race. But since then, I think I have been on about seven other campaigns. Oh, wow. So were you part of uh, Adam Putnam? I was. I helped Adam Putnam when he ran for governor. Um, my longest standing campaign would be for Melanie Bell. She's our state representative for District 56. I've campaigned with her both cycles now and look forward to con- continuing that campaign for her. Third. What do you like about Melanie Bell? She's true to her people. She's here. She's active. She's in the community. She does what she says she's going to do. She's going to take that fight for what we need here to Tallahassee. And some people get up there and they get complacent and they forget that their district needs them and they represent those people. They're not there for the money and politics and power. They're there for their people. And she hasn't forgotten that. And it's refreshing to see that in a politician up there and in any level of government. We need those kind of people. No, I'll agree with you. I don't know Melanie Bell. You know, I think I know her and she may know me, but we've never. No, I take that back. I did meet her one time at an event at Fort Blunt. But one of the things I feel like with her is if I reached out to her or, you know, let's say Wes had a concern and I reached out to her and was like, Hey, he has this concern. And 
I just wanted to bring it to your attention. I feel like she's the type of individual that would be open to listening to me and, and taking that. So that's, that's one thing that I do love about her and, and what she's doing. Um, what is your long-term goal? Okay, let's say you get a commission, you get the, a city commissioner seat a couple of years from now. What, what from there? What do you want to do? I like the legislative legislative side of things, so I do enjoy legislation and that process. So I definitely see myself running for state house and um, state senate, and I don't know what goes after that. Definitely, I mean, I have an interest in running for national government. So if state or um, the United States House was something I could do, and that was something I'm meant to do, then I'll do that. I think serving people at every level is important, and remembering that you serve them, not special interests, not lobbies. You're there to serve people, not money. And yeah. money pay, plays a very big part in politics, and we saw that in this past cycle. We've seen that, I mean, that special election in Georgia. They spent half a million dollars in ad, um, ads alone, just in ads from within a month. Mm-hmm. That's insane. But it does play a role, and a very big role. And they say money talks, and it definitely does. But you've got to remember the people that vote you in and the people who don't vote for you or who you represent, and that we forget. How do you, how do you as a young man, because you know the problems in politics, and you've kind of mentioned a little bit, how do you stay out of that stuff? Like, how do you, the lobbyists that you mentioned, and, and that type of thing, when you get to that level, how do you stay to what your people want, opposed to what the money that you're talking about is trying to dictate what you do? It's difficult, and I think part of it is blazing your own course and kind of getting your own group of supporters behind you who know you're there to do the right thing, and no, you might not agree with them. I've got several people who have told me, you know, we look forward to voting for you, and we agree on very little, but they know that when I get into politics, I'm not doing it for power. I'm not doing it because I like certain special interests. I like representing people and fighting for what we need. So that's what we need to do, and that's how, in my opinion, that's how you need to do it if you're going to go in it and try to avoid those dark corners and the money and that control. You have to blaze your own path with the people you represent in your communities, not in D.C. and not in Tallahassee. I am a registered Republican, and I'll vote for who I think is the right person. And I don't like the fact that I have to register for something to be able to vote. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like... The fact that if I'm registered Republican, then I can only vote in the Republican primaries and that I don't like that because I, I want to have input on a Tulsi Gabbard or, or somebody that I like from the other side. I don't vote by my party. I vote for who I think is the right person. And if I was liberal, you got me wanting to vote for you just by your answers of your questions. Um, so I hope you continue that. I hope you continue to understand what the other side's looking at why they feel the way they do. It's not worth putting your energy into tribal people. And, you know, that's what I meant by the Florida, Florida State thing earlier. <laughs> I know guys at work, Nathan, who are Florida State fans that can't tell me who their quarterback is. Like, I don't want to talk to you about sports. Like, if you don't know who the Florida State quarterback is, why am I arguing that my Gators are better than you? Like, it's so stupid. So as long as you could get, keep that understanding of if somebody's talking to you from the other side and they have a legitimate reason on why they feel the way they do, and I know that's in you because I've seen your post and seen conversations with friends and stuff like that, 
you don't tell anybody they're wrong. So as long as you keep that energy, I think you have a great shot at, at, at you know, meet, meeting all the goals that you have. And you didn't say it today. Do you have aspirations of one day being a president? <laughs> the president's a bit far. That's a that's definitely an eye-catching job that a lot of people look at. And in my opinion, it's not as powerful as it's made out to be. I think your legislators are more powerful and have more of an effect on people. And that's what I want to go into politics for, more to affect people, not just a political position or a powerful job. We've got to affect people. I'm putting, you on, I'm putting you on the spot here because Wes is looking <laughs> at me. Do you, uh, do you agree with term limits? I think term limits are important. Um, we The problem with term limits, and a uh, big examples in Barta with our city commission, we don't have them. It'd be nice to have them, but at the same time, we don't have an interest level here for people who are just jumping up and down to become commissioners. So I'm pro-term limits when it comes to the national government, and I think that's a decision that we need to make in the House and the Senate, and we need to make it at the state level, and we need to make it at city levels. It needs to be a level thing. Um, like the state house passed a bill, I believe it was last session, in regards to term limits for school board members. That's a state mandate that they've mandated and that would be in effect in every county, and I agree with it. It needs to happen, and it should be determined by each county and how they do that. Because, no, you shouldn't be able to sit in a seat for 46 years and hold that political position just because you are the incumbent and have the money and party behind you. There's a lot of people in politics who have been in it for 30 years who I respect and who I look up to, but it's time for them to retire and move forward and let newer leaders come in and continue that fight. I like to hear that. And, you know, I don't get too much in the local um, politics just because of my career and stuff like that. But I do love that I see here in Bartow new names, right? Um, I do love that. You know, there's two new names that are out there that I've never seen run before. There's one name that's out there that isn't running again, that's been running forever. There's a, a, another name that's out there that has ran one time before that I believe only once and didn't have success, but back at it again. I, I, I love that. And I, I would love for the MCN to have some kind of impact on, you know, just bringing light to not just the city of Bartow, but Lake Wales. You know, um, Wes has went to school at Lake Region, um, Fort Meade. We all know what just happened in Frostproof. Like, there, you know, there's local government. I like to see people getting involved. Mm -hmm. Whether they win or not, doesn't matter. It's just the fact that they're involved and they're supporters. Guess what happens? They're involved. They're going to go vote for candidate A and candidate A may not win. But guess what? They're going to vote the next time, too. You know, they may have never voted before. That's what's needed. That's what I like to see, not just in my community, but and the surrounding communities. And like Wes said on a, a previous episode, like you look at communities, whether it be city, county, state, nation, we're all a community when it comes, we're all American. So we're a community. And, and we've, we've touched on some things that, that need to be addressed at the national level, state level, local level, you know, and I think you're on the right path. And I've always seen that, but it's, it's, I think this is prior to tonight, before we came on. This is the longest I've ever talked to you. 
How about we just seeing you? And I was like, man, there's something about that kid that's just special. And I've never been able to to understand why. But I thank you for coming on. And 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 Wes, do you have any questions for him? And before I uh, say my last piece, no, no, I'm good. Do you have anything you want to you want to touch on? Like any? Did you think of any uh, hot topic that I'm not going to be able to say? There's no right answer for. <laughs> No, there's definitely no issue in politics where there's a perfect answer. Um, and I think that comes down to compromise. Um, Senator Thank McCain you. was known for his compromising across the aisle. And I didn't agree with everything Senator McCain did, but we can all, I think, appreciate the fact that he worked across those aisles and did what he could to what he d- thought was bettering America and bettering society for everybody. And that's what we're supposed to do in politics. That's what it's about. And I think that's what we all have to work toward and it starts here at these conversations and moves up through city, state, county, and even at the na- um, the national level with national leaders. Well, that's one thing that I'm big on, and anybody that's listened to the Bartow Jacket Breakdown podcast or any of the other shows on the network is I am big on conversation. We can sit behind keyboards and our, our phones and, and type all we want, but unless you're willing to come on air and say it, and mean it and stand behind something, what is it? So I'm saying to you as a senior, you know what we're trying to do. So the one question I want to ask before we leave is what we're trying to do for Bartow in the sense of forget the Bartow Jacket Breakdown show that you're on tonight. But you know from the last episode, we're trying to create something. We're in a new studio tonight. It's makeshift at the moment. We got to decorate. We got to do some things. It's hot. I'm sweating. So we got to get the (laughs) air fixed. But you kind of, you know, being here tonight, even though it's not done, you see what I'm trying to build. And I'm trying to help the bar to the young you, right? Whether it be you're an athlete, want to get into politics, you want to do art as your major, you want to do videography. You want to write poetry or spoken word, like whatever it is, or you want to play guitar and be in a band, whatever it is that you want to do. I want to help those kids. Do you think we have some success? Are we on the right path? What can we do to a little different? Give give us some insight as a young man. I absolutely think you do. And I think that the, when you started the podcast and you were breaking down each game and then at the end of the season, you started interviewing those players that gave those players a big exposure to not only what kind of lifestyle they might be leading one day as they go into sports, but also networking. I think you're kind of teaching a networking thing. So they know you and now who you know they know, and they can grow their own base and their own supporters. And I think that's important. Networking in any job, but even particularly politics, is very important. Politics is nothing but networking. It's who you know and how well you know them and whether or not they like you or don't like you. And that's important. And it's important we start watching how we say things, it's important that we stand behind what we say and that our opinions are our opinions. But you can always say it so that you're not, you're right, I'm wrong kind of scenario. Well, here's my thoughts. Even though, yeah, we disagree, we can have those thoughts and still get along with one another without burning that bridge and that connection. And so, you, so, so you may have heard me say this before. Do you agree with this statement? I always say I'm not married to my opinion. Do you agree with that? I agree with that, yeah, because your opinions will change or at least you need to be able to have an open mind enough to hear another opinion and not shut off to it. No, I might not change my opinion over the next 40 years, but I will listen to anybody who has an opinion, even if we disagree on it right now. Okay. So now that I know that you have a aspiration 
into local politics. Um, anything I can help you in the future do, please reach out to me and let me know. If you talked about some clubs that you're involved in and stuff like that, if you want to come on the network and, and do a show and bring people up here to the studio and, and have real conversations and I'll moderate it, whatever we need to do, because that is the most important thing. And, and if you could sit here like we're doing the night with four microphones going and, and, you know, Wes is over there just listening and, and kind of, but if there was another person over there kind of saying what their opinion and then this microphone, there was somebody saying their opinion and we could listen to each other and then it's your turn to talk. And then you, I think that goes a long way towards the future. Okay. So anything that you can creatively, this is the Magnetico Creative Network, MCN, anything creatively you can think of of the future to bring to try to inspire the next young Nathan Register, you know, and, and know that there's a team behind you that, that wants to, I don't know what y'all need. You know, I look at what my kids need or, or what some athletes may need, you know, and I, I'm trying to like, look at it that way, but you bring a whole other perspective to this. So anything that you see that we can do, you know, with money, we're, we're trying to get sponsors. Not, I hate saying sponsors because it sounds like um, a youth organization trying to get people to give money just because it's a good cause. I'm really trying to stay away from that. And it's, uh, no, we're going to help your business. We're going to promote your business on here. And, and so I try to stay away from the sponsor. But anything you think that could add to this, say, hey, even, even if it's not a show, it's just like, hey, we just want to have a discussion then we'll give you a platform to do it. But these type things, you never know when you're talking or other person has their thing on how their opinion is going to change. Cause I'm not married to nothing. The only person I'm married to is my wife. <laughs> so my opinion, I have opinion on anything. Like you, I'm going to say something, <laughs> but I, but trust me, I'll argue the other side of anything. And that's one thing I think that everybody in this network that's involved from the beer and the boys, Carolina, Don, everything Wes is going to try to do on his own, the Bartow Jacket Breakdown, me and my wife having me and you, everything that I do, those people can argue both sides. And I think that's important. And that's what you've been hitting on about politics. And, and that's the only way we move forward as a country is compromise. You hit it, compromise listening, understanding. So anything you want to do creatively moving forward, you're, when are you going to be 19? August. August. So you turn, so you may have, so you'll be 21, right? Before you can maybe run for something, before a seat opens up. Mm -hmm. Platform's here. Whatever I can do to help you reach your goals. So when you're the president one day, <laughs> You can look back and say, well, in my community, when my senior year, I did this and it helped. If we could be part of that, that's what we want to do. Okay. No matter if you were Democrat, Republican, liberal, um, a new party starts and that's what, like, whatever it is. If I didn't agree with your heart, I wouldn't be saying that. Okay. So thank you for coming on. Wes, do you have anything? No. Wes was just here tonight to just listen. <laughs> <laughs> Very informal. <laughs> um, 
Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast. This is uh, Jason. Like I said, Cole is not here tonight. I do want to uh, mention one thing that was brought to me. There is a big jamboree going on this weekend in Bartow for the lacrosse team. Starting at 8 a.m., Bartow plays Winter Haven. And then there's games all day long. Lake Gibson versus Lake Wales. Winter Haven and Discovery. Lakeland Calvary. Lake Wales Discovery. Bloomingdale and All Saints. Lake Gibson, Bloomingdale and Lakeland. And then finishing the day, Bartow versus All Saints. So if you're a lacrosse fan, get out there and support the team. And um, I actually have the coaches' numbers now, that, and they're interested in coming on and talking about the program. So we're going to try to help them out with that. you have anything else you want to bring up? No, that's, that was a great um, opportunity to come on. I appreciate you having me. And I think that what you've done and what you're doing as far as inspiring not just the community in Bartow, but particularly the young generation in Bartow is a great thing. You've done a good job at that. And I think that whatever any of us can do moving forward and doing that would be great. Uh, the youth is the future for Bartow Absolutely. and the nation. So it's time that we get involved. It's our turn to get involved and pick up that mantle. Well, again, thank you for coming on, and, and you're, you always have a, a seat here if you want it. Okay, thank so you. just let me know how we can help. For, uh, Jay, for Cole, <laughs> for Intern West, producer Jen that's getting the next show ready, we thank everybody for listening to the Bartow Jacket Breakdown podcast, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.